Today, we're going to be talking about improving your training sessions and their efficiency. Let's get into it. G'day everyone, Coach Craig Rowe here from OzSwish Academy and the OzSwish YouTube channel. If you're a beginner coach and or teacher and you're here to learn more about how you can improve your basketball, then we're happy to have you. This is the place where we share with you videos, hints and tips that can help you improve the athletes you work with. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, please take a second to do that right now. So we're gonna give you today seven tips that we use to improve the efficiency of our training sessions at OzSwish. I'm also going to throw in a bonus tip that incorporates all seven tips at the end of the video. So make sure you stick around to hear what that actually is. So let's get into it. We're going to start by looking at tip number one. Now, tip number one may be quite common. It's a commonsensical sort of thing to say. We've actually produced a whole coach approach video on this. So rather than dive too deeply, I'll put a link in the description of that and a card. But the first tip is plan your training sessions. That goes without saying, but some coaches actually fail to plan. And if you fail to plan, the saying is you plan to fail. So one of the first tips I would say is make sure you're planning your training sessions. Check out our video that actually gives you a link to a training session guide that you can use yourself. And it also explains the process we follow at OzSwish in coming up with our training session plans. So that is tip number one, plan your training sessions. Tip number two is name your drills. This one seems also like a no-brainer, but a number of uh, coaches don't actually give their drills names. Now, there is a lot of common names for drills, and there are also ones you can come up with yourself. So when you name a drill, it has to be sticky. So you want your athletes, when you say get into whatever the drill is, they automatically know what you're talking about. So some of the common ones might be Tennessee or uh, Cincinnati drill or something like that. Uh, or four corner passing they're common drills that a lot of athletes across a lot of programs if you told them to do those drills they would actually jump straight into them straight away so you also may have your own drills that you want to name that are relevant to your program here at the oswish youtube channel and at oswish we actually create some of those games and drills ourselves and we give them names that we think are sticky so for example in our fun games for kids videos we have a game called battle royale you also have a game called Pokemon. We are creating names and, and creating games that are going to stay sticky with not only our athletes, but hopefully you, the coaches that are actually teaching the games across your programs. So make sure you check those videos out. I'll put a link to the playlist there. So name your drills, tip number two. Tip number three is keep participants engaged. Keep your athletes engaged. I do this or our approach is to try when we plan our drills is to have a drill go for no longer than five to 10 minutes and we want to use all our resources. So if we have a heap of basketballs, we want to make sure all our athletes are using those basketballs, but we want to minimize the stand around time. We want to maximize the on-court time and the physical activity time. That is what they're there for to learn. A lot of coaches only get one hour to work with the athletes. So that's why having a training efficiency strategy is actually really important. Do you already do this stuff? Then let me know in the comments below. You may already be doing this stuff. You may have some tips and ideas as well. So make sure you leave a comment if you want to engage in a conversation. 
Now, tip number four. This one's big for me. It's use points of emphasis. I've also referred to that in another video. Points of emphasis are those things that you repeatedly say to get the results that you repeatedly want. So make sure you're using terminologies like sit in a chair when you're on defense, or it might be, you know, spear the ball if you're wanting them to close out or whatever terms that you use, sort of cliche sort of terms that you want to create for your program. Make sure you come up with those because they're quick ways to tell athletes what you want and also give them a visual of what to actually do. So I'd say points of emphasis is the fourth tip, I would say, in planning an efficient training session. The other one, number five, tip five, would be coach on the run. There's a lot of standing around opportunities in basketball. We want to minimize that. So you can coach your athletes in a drill and coach on the run and basically give the critical eye to your athletes' skill execution. So while they're in the drill is when you want to be providing feedback. If they're in a scrimmage situation, you may be able to just say freeze to get your athletes to stop where they are if you want to make a teaching point in an environment. And then you can say start again. So it's like pausing the uh, TV or a remote on an old VHS tape. That's showing my age. So, you know, basically you can freeze a moment when you're training. So that's a good use of efficiency. Also counting down if you want to bring athletes in can also work quite well to get urgency if you need to have them all in close. So five, four, three, two, one is a good strategy to bring athletes in. So tip number six, manage your drink breaks. So one way you can manage drink breaks is to allow your athletes to have the drink bottles near the court, like on the sidelines or on the baseline. And when you do have stoppages to talk to them, allow them to drink those bottles and make sure they're guzzlers that they spill, but allow them to have a drink while you're talking. That is a good use of time rather than sending them off for a drink break. You do find in school environments, they may not all have access to that water bottle and you have to send them off to bubblers. One of the strategies we use is we may play knockout games. So a knockout game is like shooting knockout or dribble knockout where when an athlete gets knocked out, they can then go get a drink and then they can come back and either join back into the game or hopefully the game's over. And that's a way of managing the flow of athletes to those bubblers or water resources that they need if they don't have a water bottle. So they're just strategies that we use to try and better manage our efficiency of our training sessions. And tip number seven, this one's big if you have them, is utilize all your resources. I touched on that a few seconds ago, but realistically, if you've got extra baskets, if you've got extra basketballs, if you've got extra equipment, if you've got extra coaches and you've got parents prepared to put their hand up, then try and have as many people help you deliver the training session that is possible because that helps with efficiency. Now, I promised a bonus tip on how you can incorporate all those aspects into a training session. And this is one that I did as a kid at school and it's quite common, PTs use it, personal trainers, is to use circuit training. So circuit training allows you to do all those previous seven tips and you can move athletes from station to station after a set period of time. So you can have stations for five to six minutes and you can actually have different skills at those stations. It allows you to utilize all your resources. It keeps kids engaged. It gives them a good workout. They can have a drink break in between and you can utilize all the resources you have, including people, parents, 
coaches, balls and baskets. So that's the bonus tip is circuit training is one of the most efficient ways you can deliver a training program. Now, from a activity point of view, it's really good. From a teaching point of view, it, it allows other people to be involved in the teaching process, but probably you less so. So that may be a disadvantage if you're trying to teach, but it's also good for fitness. So there's seven tips and a bonus tip that incorporates them all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Coach Approach. Don't forget you can follow us on our social medias. That's on our website. You can also email me if you have any questions. So with that, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed what we shared today and hopefully we'll catch you in the next one. Catch you later. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Coach Approach. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take time to leave a like. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet subscribed and also feel free to share your own experience in the comments below. We hope to see you again in the next one.